0: Glad you're at Waypoint today. My name is Blair. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, today is going to be a little bit different. Uh, if, you were, if you're were, if you new here, I just want to apologize to you right now. We're going to do what maybe could be family time. Maybe that's a way to describe it. Uh, where uh, maybe next week, you come back, it might be a more of a normal service for you to look at. But I, I need some time for a family meeting uh, this morning. Although maybe not... Maybe not in that term. When, when family meetings are called at my house, the thing that runs through my mind is what did I do wrong and how soon will I find out about it? And that's about how each family meeting goes. And they're right. Like there's stuff that I've been doing that I have to correct, that I have to change, and I have to deal with. And so that's what, that's what we do. That's not what this is. Um, we're having this conversation because I want to acknowledge a couple things that are pretty big, that are going on, and we're getting to a place where we may start talking about these in public, and you guys don't know about it, and I think that could be a miss. So I want to bring you up to speed on some of those things, and I I also want to do a little bit of a family newsletter. So there's some things that you're going to catch up on. You're going to like, oh, I didn't even know that was going on. So all of that's going to be important. I want to start by acknowledging that one of the things that's unique about church is God takes this diverse group of people, and you are. You're really different from each other. And he puts you together in a community, and he asks you to be unified around one goal. And that goal is finding a way to honor him together. And uh, we go out and we do that in the world that we've been placed in. And if you're paying attention at all right now... what I'm about to say isn't going to seem crazy at all. Our world is messed up. I just read the, the news this morning before I came in here. Two more shootings. And when you listen to people talk about our messed up world, a lot of people are coming to the wrong conclusion, in my opinion, including pastors even, who are deciding that the thing the world really needs is better political leadership. And I can just tell you right now, you can pass all the laws you want, Not one of them will change a person's heart or mind. But I'm convinced that you are a part of what the world needs. I'm convinced the church carries the message of what the world really needs that will make a difference. Because when you take the message of God to the world and it gets in people's lives, God starts to change the way people think starts to change the way they act, starts to change attitudes. He doesn't leave them where they're at. And out of a great love for what God has done, we change, we become different than what we were. And our culture is in need of that. They're in need of us being a unified group who moves to honor God in the world. And without us doing that, there's not much hope. It's going to get worse before it gets better. One of the things that's happened for me in the last two years is I've been able to, uh, my job has shifted. It's, I've taken some responsibilities that I had off my plate. Somebody else is doing that. It's given me an opportunity to, to look and think and uh, dream about what we will do together. And I've really been uh, listening for the heart of God on this. I've been engaging a lot of people in this process. And I want to tell you about some of the stuff that we've been uh, coming to conclusions on. Here's one of them. Some of the things that we do are incredible and they need to be done more with more people. More of us need to be engaged and involved in these things because they're actually going to make a difference. See, it's not just that we as a church have to go out and make a difference in our world. Here's something that's also true. Our culture is relating to the church differently than ever before. And the, and the way it's relating is not, is not good for us. Many of the things that we have done are going to have to change. They're going to have to adjust. And we're processing how we're going to do that. But some of the things are good And this morning, I want to highlight one of those things that I think is good that's going to have to become a part of what we do. In the past, we've had 100 people do this at a time at Waypoint. Our numbers have gone down. We think we've found ways um, to engage even more people because we have a different option for you. We don't even know if people understand or know about this stuff. So we're going to go through some of that. And then I want to tell um, tell you where God's kind of um, growing some other things in us that we're about to try. And we're about to start talking to people in the community about it, so we want you to know about it. But I first want you to hear about our mission trips. Uh, We had four go in July, and we're going to let them talk and say whatever they want to say about what they experienced on that trip. And then I'll kind of wrap that at the end as to why um, we're spending this much time talking about that. But if the high school team would come up here right now, and then if the West Virginia team would get in the pocket and ready to go, that would be great. And we'll get them going. Hey, all of these people are nervous, but I told them, you're a great crowd. So would you welcome them as they come and make them feel comfortable?
1: Hi. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to start. Yeah, so Austin and I led led a trip of high schoolers um, this first week of July. Um, And I'm going to let them share about the trip. I just want to tell you a little bit about the organization we served with. Um, we went with a, a organization called Group Mission Trip, um, and they have trips that go all over the nation and even international. Uh, they have a couple different ki- types of trips. They have their international trips, then they have work trips, and then what they have what is called a week of hope, and that's what we did. Um, and so what that means, it's, it's kind of a hybrid between a mission trip and church camp a little bit, where you get um, a chapel service in the morning and in the evening with devotions kind of throughout the day. Um, so it's, it's really focused on building students up um, as well as getting them out and serving the community. So I'll let them tell you kind of what we did.
2: So 10 of us went to Grand Rapids and we stayed at uh, Zion Reformed Church and we went out in the morning after our morning chapel to um, Pinewood Trails Camp and we would help like clean up and we'd pick up sticks and we'd paint and we'd, we sprayed logos on all their equipment and everything and we just made it a better place for all the campers there.
3: So, like Mitchell said, we had chapel in the morning and at lunch, and then after we got done working in the evenings, the morning one would be more so like a self. You did it by yourself. You weren't talking with other people. You would, like, read through a passage or you'd do whatever they had you do. And then in lunchtime, we would do crew devotions, and we'd all get together and just talk about, a little bit more in depth on what we did in the morning, and we'd get to share our thoughts on it and everything like that. then later in the evening, we would do chapel again and it'd be even more in depth and you'd have your, a bigger group to talk with and share with, and you'd just learn more and then after that, we would go into a youth group like small group, and you'd go even more in depth and you'd learn more about yourself in those, you'd learn more about God and and each other. We went in as a group, not hardly knowing anyone. We all had our own little, like we had one friend that we knew, but we kind of knew of the others. But at the end of the week, we all like had known each other more. And I think that was like the coolest part to see.
2: It was a lot of hard work, uh, but along with that, we made that hard work extremely fun. with the picking up sticks, we all had our own stick that we played with. Back to our childhood, it was great. A uh, couple warhammers, bow staffs. It was it was good stuff. Um, and we had some, we had some time off on one of the days. Uh, we worked and then we went and did whatever the group wanted to do. So we went to Goodwill and <laughs> we each got picked a random name of somebody else, and we'd have ten bucks and we'd have to buy them an outfit that they would wear. And so we went to the nicest Olive Garden that I've ever been in. It was magnificent, but we were all shaking in our boots because during the middle of it, we had to go change in the bathroom and do like a, I don't know, we walked back across the whole place in these terrible, just terrible costumes. Mason looked like he was from the eighties. Oh, uh, what's wrong with that? I don't know. You've just seen it on him. It was oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Marcus looked like something that you would dress your dog up in. Cade uh, looked like he was a like a painter trying to find his mojo. It was it was it was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> so that was a blast. Um, then we just went shopping and we all bonded. And that the next night was Fourth of July. So we had everybody at the church. There were multiple groups there. We all went outside and we uh, played loud music and uh, played Nine Square and we watched the fireworks. And it was a really good bonding time for everybody. We met a lot of new people. Uh, and it was a great time for all of us as well. We may have known them, but we didn't actually know them. Thanks, guys. <clears throat>
0: Okay, if West Virginia would head up, and I see, Terry, you're already moving, so that's perfect. Excellent. All right, Laura, thank you. And these guys went to?
4: Um, a group of us went to War West Virginia. Um, I just want to say I was the only woman there, so I was with all guys. Um, you're welcome. Oh, yeah, besides Andy, but um, <clears throat> anyway, I kind of, my first day out on the job, I felt like at first I was like, I don't even know why I came because I felt like I was useless because a lot of the work the guys were doing, I couldn't do. There was They were putting a metal roof on. So I kind of just started spending time with the homeowner, and I bonded with her, um, we talked about. She shared a lot of her life experiences with me. Um, she shared some things that I'm sure was really, really personal for her, and it kind of it touched my heart. And I told her that, you know, I would definitely keep her and her husband in my prayers, and I would pray for them. But I just want to say, anyone out there that is on the fence about going on one of these trips, do it. Um, like I said, I was the only girl. Um, which was rough, but um, even though they got strawberry pie. um, But don't be discouraged about going because you get the opportunity to just sit with these homeowners and share God's word and they, they see the love of God through us and the work we're doing and this woman was so hospitable. Like, she wanted to help do everything and I just want to say, if you're on the fence, do it. It's worth it.
1: I guess yeah. he's not talking. Um, I'm going to start off. We, with The group we go down is uh, Warrior Creek Development, the Whole Force International. A uh, gentleman down there, he kind of sets up these young gentlemen um, as of this time to kind of train them in the workforce. Different, um, different things What to do. is becomes construction, wiring, plumbing, whatever they can do. And then after they graduate this school class, they have, they actually go on the, the, the workforce themselves and start their own jobs or go work for a contractor or do whatever. Um, we had opportunity the past three years there to get to know a gentleman named PJ. <coughs> um, then going through some hard times. He's been driving two hours each way to work every morning, so he sees his uh, family for an hour every day. Um, this past probably six months or less, he was at work and. Uh, Boss wasn't letting him have a job and told him, hey, I'm not, or wasn't letting him have a lunch, sorry. Um, said, hey, I'm done. On his way home, five minutes into driving, he got a call from a mining company down there and they offered him a job 20 minutes from his house. Um, just him praying over and over and over again. Hey, I want to be with my family. I want to be more to God. Um, that's just proof right there that that's what it's for. That's what we're going down for. Laura said, we're not all down there to do physical labor. Um, as we've seen. Um, <laughs> um, but just know, I mean, if you have any ambition to, or any questions, hey, I don't know if I can do it, go. Um, you know, some of us get up on roofs. Some of us go in dirty, spider infested crawl spaces. Some are meant to go to, like Laura says, talk to the homeowners. Um, that same family, I was supposed to go there and do probably three different things at their house. I sat with them for two hours on uh Wednesday night, just talked to him about their situation, what they're going through. And his wife came to me and she goes, I don't care what got done or didn't get done at this house, it meant so much to us for you to just to come and sit and hear our story and talk to us. So that just meant so much to me. It's a poor mining community and you realize how much you don't have or how much we have here and they don't have when you get back and you come back here and you're like, hey, I don't need those 10 PlayStation games or I don't need this, I don't need this. You know, you take things for granted. Just if you have any doubts or any questions, go.
5: Uh, this was my first mission trip, and hopefully I go on uh, additional ones, having spent time with these people. But, uh, um, no, what I learned is, is probably 99% of you out there are waiting for your skill set to be called. And I can tell you it's not going to be called. You've got to get out of your seat, and you've got to do it. And I'm glad I did. Um, you can get up on a roof and have a two by four dropped on your foot by Blair, just as easy as anybody else. So that,
0: that was a four by four, oh, please. Okay, okay.
5: Um, my foot's still swollen. It doesn't um, even know what a
0: two by four is.
5: <laughs> no, if you got to get out of your seat and you got to do it, um, it, it, it just doesn't happen on its own. Um, it needs you to get out of your seat and do it. If it means you sacrifice some vacation sacrifice some time with your family, it will change you. The other thing I think it did is I didn't know these guys from Adam, uh, a new Blair, a new Doc, Jeff, but developing friendships and, and unity among church people is important. I think it's huge. And getting to know these people um, outside of this environment for the first time, I think, was huge, huge. And it will do good things in the future. I look forward to, to doing things with them and, and spreading the word. Thanks. Give them a hand.
0: Okay, Tara, why don't you come on up and then, yeah, the local trip? All right, you found somebody to come with you. A person. All right.
6: Um, my name is Tara, and I had the privilege of leading um, the team to the Dominican again this year. Um, this is my th- third year of being able to get to go, and every year it's just something different. It's a different um, looking trip. It's a different style trip. You get different personalities and different people who, who come along and serve, and this year we were a small little family of five, and um, it was such a different feel and in such a great way because... Um, while we kind of knew each other, I knew a couple of the people. There were two I didn't have any clue with and weren't even attached to Waypoint. Um, but they had heard about the trip and wanted the experience. And um, by the end of the week, when you spend every minute of a day working in all sorts of different kinds of conditions, hot and gross and completely out of your comfort zone, and all those things get compiled in, you have the chance to build relationships with people that last that are um, of value and of worth and we um, have been going to the same um, tr- place now for four years um, we've been ministering in a town called La Vega with um, missionary um, Carlos and his wife Anne, who have felt God's call who moved to the Dominican who decided that they wanted to build a church in a community that needed to see Jesus. And they have been doing that for four four years, and Waypoint has had a chance to be able to be with them and help them along that process. Because mission trips are about more than just going and um, experiencing things and coming back and being able to talk about it. It's about building relationships. And um, the effect that we can have in ministering to the people who are there every day, doing the hard work, um, is incredible and invaluable you're going to build relationships with people in these um, places that you go, but sometimes the call of the trip is to go and to support the people who have to do it every day. We may not be able to offer them the skills that you need. I mean, my golly, we lugged um, bricks and we built walls, which I mean second story walls I, we're going to pray over those things because I don't know how that's going to work, but we slow we can slow them down, but you get to build these relationships. you get to do these things with these people and you get to show them love. And that's what it's about. Um, It's showing them the love that God has for them. And I'm going to let Lisa share a little bit about her experience.
7: So just kind of go over, like, what we did during the week and kind of what our days look like. We had four work days. And like Tara said, and I want to reiterate what the last group said about having a skill set. I mean, I know when you look at Tara and I, we, we look like we do hard construction every day. <laughs> but So we had to carry cinder blocks up to the second floor and sand and gravel and, and build those walls in 100-degree heat. But, you know, it, it was awful while we were doing it. But the the greatness that you get out of it at the end of the day was amazing. Um, we painted. We spent time with the kids. You can see the pictures of the kids. The kids were with us every day from the neighborhood. Um, just seeking attention and love. And, um, that was amazing too, just to witness with them. And, um, another stumbling block was that the language barrier. So none of us spoke Spanish and, uh, but we were still able to communicate with one another and with the children and just through love and, um, being together. Uh, we painted at the church, um, It was neat to have one of the local um, neighbors, she fixed our meals uh, for lunch. And so we've got to have local food every day and just fellowship with them at lunch. And the people that came down throughout the neighborhood that worked with us every day was amazing as well. And, um, And like the last group said, I'm kind of a poster child for the person that keeps saying, I want to go on a mission trip, I want to do it, I can't. You think of all these excuses not to go, but this girl pushed me three weeks before the trip was going to say, Lisa, you can go and we can make this happen. And it was the best week of my life. And so I'm forever grateful for her pushing me and getting out there and doing something that you think you can't do, but you can. And we think that we're helping them and making their life better. But when you come home, You have gained so much from what you've experienced there.
0: Thank you. Fantastic.
8: Good morning. Uh, So this year, we tried to do something a little bit different. I've been on several of the mission trips that um, you've all heard about previously, all these that have gone to different locations, and that has been amazing experiences also. Uh, But we're trying something new this year. We partnered with Builders of Hope, a local uh, organization that um, does work in our local community here. So we worked on three different teams, uh, or three different projects with three different teams of people from Waypoint in Goshen and Elkhart, and... While being able to go on um, these trips to other locations is very valuable, there's great experience, oftentimes people aren't able to give that kind of time and commitment. And so providing something where they could stay home, sleep in their own bed at night, and things like that has been amazing. And um, we were still able to make all sorts of connections with people, get work done, and do the same types of things. So I just want to let these two people talk about the three projects that we were able to do.
9: Yeah, I was part of a group that went to Elkhart. And what we did was we took the siding off a garage and re-sided it. And we was able to spend a couple days with a woman there. And more than anything, like I said, we made the connection. And we gave her hope more than anything. You could see from day to day she realized she's not alone. There's people out there willing to help. God sent these people there to help her. And just hope, like, means more than anything to these people. And... For me personally, you know, I've been thinking about going on a mission trip for several years now, but it's always time. Being away for a week just didn't work. When they came up with a local thing, you know, I, it's time. I'm out of excuses. And if you have other things going on, you can still be home at night to do everything you need to do and still do your good deed and mission work. So God spoke to me every day telling me, Mike, this, this is what I need you to do.
10: Hi. For 10 years, Builders of Hope has been inviting churches to do worship in the neighborhood by serving low-income homeowners. This year, you joined and you ministered to three homeowners. Mike mentioned about Amber. Two others that we assisted, Jamie um, in Elkhart. Um, Property cleanup was done. Jamie is uh, 75, the widow of a retired pastor. And the garage that you've seen pictures here Uh, the roof was about to fall through and code enforcement had said get it done or we'll lower the boom on you it now has new roof and Jamie is free of that worry new entry door. Tom in Goshen has an old mobile home. Tom has macular degeneration and early onset Parkinson's he can't do the work anymore. Larry Taylor came in and one bathroom was completely gutted out other than the walls new floor put in place New toilet, new lavatory. The garden tub is no longer there. He has storage space. Outside, there is um, fascia board that needs to be replaced before winter. Uh, There is another bathroom that needs flooring put down, and the kitchen needs new flooring put down, and the entry door will be replaced. So we have work to do for Tom. I will say the church is the only group that has reached out to help Tom because he's a mobile home owner and there's no agency that will help him otherwise. Thank you for serving, for taking your love into the community and doing worship in the neighborhood.
8: The good news about doing uh, local mission work is like Mike has alluded to, we have the opportunity to live here with them, be around them. We can stop over and see them when we want to. We can make connections that are local. And so we wanna keep working on that. And in addition to that, as you noted, um, there's a lot more work to be done in this local area. So we're going to be doing um, different projects this fall. So just put that bug in your ear.
0: Awesome. Thanks. <sighs> when the scriptures say they'll know us by our love, it's both kinds of love. It's... Uh, a project that gets you to communicate that I love you or the project opens up the door so that somebody can sit and talk with a lady all day and she figures out that somebody loves her. But the other love is the love that you have with each other. It speaks. There's not a lot of people who have that. And when you form those connections with that team and that group and they see that you have a camaraderie that's found in Jesus, it speaks volumes. It's meant to uh, because they're going to know us by how we love each other. Uh, the reason this is a big deal is because we are living in times, if I, if I believe all the polling, which I do, I think it's accurate. Uh, the polling out there right now says that uh, we are at a time in history in the United States where the most number of people ever polled, they've been polling the spiritual lives of people for a long period of time, But the most number of people are now checking I have no spiritual affiliation or connection in my life at all. None. And no interest. Highest it's ever been. Uh, The millennial generation are just checking out of anything that has to do with spirituality. And uh, so the things like a mission trip where they're not very interested in what you have to say, but they can't argue with what you've just done. It's it's right there for them. But, but the problem is, there's only so many of these things that we can do, and I hope as we start putting more in the fall and we give more opportunities, that you'll consider it, that you'll consider going and doing something like this. It puts us in the community, uh, rubbing shoulders with each other, and honoring God. But we have a whole, now, chunk of people who live near us, that we work with, that we drive next to, shop next to, that have no interest at all in spiritual stuff. You could invite them to church all you wanted to, and they're not going to take the invite because in their minds, they're unassociated, they're uninterested, they're out. And so if we're going to start engaging that group of people, we're going to have to do some things differently. And so we started asking ourselves, well, what do we do well And what can we find a way to do in the community besides these projects? And we've come up with this idea. Um, Waypoint is establishing a ministry uh, called Spiritual Care Services. And what we intend to do with this ministry is to go out and offer it to local businesses. And to say, listen... You take care of the physical needs of your employees because they expect a level of care from you. They're looking for you to do that sort of thing. But we believe that a person is as much a spiritual being as they are a physical being, and they have spiritual needs in their lives. And because those aren't being met, they're filling their lives up with so many other things, and it's causing wrecks and messes. And they bring that to your workplace, and we could help. It's going to be a service that we offer for free, and here's some of the things that we're going to do. We're just going to kind of put a list on the side so you can understand what we're going to go and offer to people. Um, relationship coaching. We're not counselors. So if they come and say, you know, it's time for War of the Roses, we're out, right? We'll refer them somewhere else. But if it's two people who really want to find a way to make things work and they just don't know how to communicate with each other, we can help with that sort of thing. Uh, funeral services. Funeral services. There are people that don't know who to turn to when they're in their most critical time. Like, they've lost somebody. They're hurting. We have experience in caring for people like that. And to be able to step into their lives in a moment when they're at their worst and to bring some love and care for them seems like a really wise thing for us to do. So we're going to offer that. Uh, Financial coaching, hospital visits, all that sort of thing. Now, Now listen, this list... Uh, the reason we're telling you about this is this month, we're, we're, we're close. We're about to approach a company and to get their feedback on doing this for them. And we don't, we don't want you to be surprised by it if you hear that it's out there and it's going to be happening. Uh, but initially, this will just be the staff because we have no idea what we're getting into. Like, we think we've thought through it. We love the idea. We just don't know what we don't know yet. And there's going to be messes that come with this. But down the road, as we start to understand this whole thing, what's going to happen? Is there are going to be opportunities for you to show up at a hospital and just go visit and talk to somebody who doesn't have anybody else to do that for them? And we're going to find out because we're involved in a business. And that business is going to call us and say, they're in the hospital. They really don't have a lot of people who are caring for them. Could you? And you're going to get a chance to go and show them some love. There might be a lady who has a baby, and she needs some meals to just support her during that time. And she's never going to darken our door. She's never going to come into Waypoint, but we're going to go to her. And we're going to drop off food, and we're going to be love, in a tangible way in her life. These things are coming our way, and we're really excited about it because what we can do is... We know how to care for people. We know how to love people. And a lot of you do that really well. And so there's going to be opportunities for all of us to do that as we get into this. And it's, it's, right, down the, it's right down the path here. It's going to be here soon. So if this is something that you get fired up about, we, we'd like to know. We'd like to know that you have that kind of interest, that we can find a way to work you into it. But that's where we're headed. We're trying to find a way to go to a group of people who will not come to us any longer but if we can find a way to go to them to put ourselves in their path in the moment when they need it the most to be a, a group who cares for them in a way that nobody else would or does is going to be an incredible tool and we're looking forward to that so we're going to let you know more about this as we go um, but this is one of the things that we're doing another thing uh, that's that we're processing a lot we, we knew it was a big deal when we opened the daycare, we were told at the time that there were waiting lists all over the place. And we thought, okay, this is obviously a need, so we'll open, up, we'll open this up. We, we had no idea how big of a need in our community that it was and how many opportunities it would give us as we stepped into people's lives and met them where they were at. It's been pretty dramatic. Just so you understand what's happened in uh, the summer, this includes summer care kids, so kids who would normally be in school, but school wasn't happening, so they needed some place to put the kids. We had about 15 of those here, but we had 92 kids in the daycare um, through the summer here, and and you would think that once we opened up and had 92 spots fill, that we would clear out people's waiting lists. Here's what's happened: we have waiting lists, and those other places also have waiting lists. It's been kind of shocking to understand that need is that big. It's that huge. So we were, we've been dreaming about what do we do about that? How do we find a way to engage that more? And here's one of the things that we're considering. And we want to tell you about it because we're at a place where we're about to have conversations in the community about this. And it could get back to you. And so we want you to know what's happening. Uh, we are processing the idea of building a standalone office and putting it somewhere on Waypoint's property. We have three different places that we're considering doing that. We would take and move the um, the s- staff off to that place. It would really help us because people would be able to come in and see us without having to go through all the security. It would secure the building for the daycare. It would give us conference rooms to use over there. And it would also give us two things that we um, we kind of gave up when we when we used the daycare space, by the way, every place in our building is now full. We built something, and then we just finished off spaces as we went. But what we lost in that process was a couple um, counseling rooms that we had always intended to have. We want to be able to have counselors at, on staff because the world's a mess. And the stuff that um, we run into is just way over my pay grade. Like I, I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to help. I know they need help but they need somebody who's a professional to do that. The office space would actually have its own entrance for a counseling wing where counselors could see people, and uh, we would just give them the space for free. So we're excited about all of that, and we have no idea if it's going to happen and when it's going to happen, but here's what's going on. The Elkhart Community Foundation has found out um, about this idea, and they're excited because of uh, it affords us to serve more kids in the daycare, and it gives us an opportunity to add counseling services into the community. And they're going to tour and find out all the information later in August. They're considering giving us a matching uh, grant. So... I'm just, we don't know how this is going to play out, but I'm just going to warn you right now. If they look at us and say, we'll give you $100,000. If you can get $100,000, I'm going to come up here and ask you for $100,000. And then we're going to go build an office place somewhere on our campus. And and we're going to move rapidly to do that. So uh, we're excited about the opportunities that that could afford us. We're building the office space like we built this. We've We built it with some room to grow because we think there are some other ideas that God has us churning and developing and thinking about, and we don't want to have to build every time we do that. So we're building in some space for us to expand and deal with that. So all of that could be a part of the process. At the same time all of this is going on, we're also about to redo a kid's room. The first kid's room that we did back in 2013, uh, it's not working for the kids who are going in there on the weekends anymore. And we've had a lot of discussions about it. We're starting to draw up plans. And as soon as those are finalized, as soon as we have a good plan, we're moving forward with that. The, um, it has to happen. And so that that's going to happen. And if the office comes right on the heels of that, then it comes on the heels of that. Well, we're going to do whatever we do, and we're going to go for it from there. But all of that to say, um, God's finding a way to push us out. And it's going to stretch and cause some changes. If it allows us to add 15 more kids into the daycare. And pushes it into a building where we're now offering counseling services. Then that's great. If that doesn't become a possibility. The offices will happen at some point. I just don't know when the timing of that is. So we're going to keep you posted. But uh, we're going to be talking about all of this. I, I want you to understand that all of this. Really um, has no value or meaning if we can't be a church together, a community that's united. And you're not going to get that kind of unity that we need as a group unless you're finding a way to get engaged and connected here. Can I? I'm just going to tell you straight up. This is I'm concerned. I'm concerned because the same polls that are finding whole chunks of people who are done with church are also finding that those who attend church now consider themselves regular attenders and they are attending once every six weeks. That's normal attendance in the United States of America in a church right now. I want to tell you why I'm concerned about that. You cannot develop the kind of relationships that we need with each other to show people the love of God if you're not here enough to engage and connect with other people. This fall, there's going to be all kinds of things that you can do. We're going to have um, ways for you to connect, events that you could go to, retreats that you could go on, all kinds of things that you could do as as a way to connect and engage with each other. I hope you'll take advantage of that because we have a lot of opportunities out of these doors, but we're going to need to be a unified group in order to do this, and I'm excited about where God's currently leading us. I think there's more. I think there's more that's going to be down the path. Just on a personal note, just so you understand um, what God's uh, done in my life, in the last two years, because my role has changed quite a bit, uh, I... Some of you know this, some of you, are, this will be new to, but previously I had coached volleyball in a, um, the local high school, and I loved doing that. It gave me a way to be out in the community. It gave me a way to be in people's lives in a different kind of way. And because of the way things had gone, I had I had to remove myself from that. I couldn't take, um, like, the physical strain of all of that sort of thing but because of where we're at right now and our desire to find a way to get back out into the community and to do the stuff where people are at. Like, let's go be the light where people are at. I, I accepted um, an opportunity to coach volleyball again. Now, I'm old. My gray matter is much grayer than it was before, so I have no idea how it's gonna go. But I'm excited just to get out and engage with people again. And I believe That if we don't do this, our future as a church will be limited. And I think God's opening the doors for us to start engaging outward in ways that we have not done before. Ways that we've done, we're going to try to make even bigger. Ways that we haven't done, we're going to open up to you. And we're going to ask you to step into those places that might be uncomfortable for you. But give us a chance to be Jesus in the community that we live. And I hope you'll take that opportunity. I hope you'll engage with each other so that we can be a unified group as we start stepping out into the world so that they will not just see the love by the things we do for them but by the love we have for each other as well. Let me pray for you as we go this morning. God, the world is it's a mess. And uh, only you hold the hope for that. And for whatever reason, you have decided that the way you want to do ministry in this world is through the church, through the group of people who find themselves unified. God, we're really different from each other, but the thing we have in common is you. And I just ask that as we find that commonality, that our unified effort together. We'll be able to start to deal with the culture that, that we're living in, a culture that is increasingly uninterested in what we have to say, but is more interested in what we have to do. So I ask that you would give us ways to show this love that we have for you in our worlds. Uh, God, there are people who are thinking, man, I'd love to, but I just don't think I have the skill. I don't think. I just ask that you would help them understand that it's their availability that you want. Ask you to continue to stretch us out of these walls into the lives of people so that we can accomplish your mission. We love you and we want to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.